you. Do that. And now. Let's fix the lights. About to witness. The awesome. Uh, crushing. Uh, a might. Of the U. V. S. Robinson. Show. And yes, the kid is sleeping. Stop. Ah! And she's still sleeping. Welcome, my friends. To a show that seemingly apparently never ends. This is a two, three, a one of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. For such a dead week, it's been amazing that we have so much to talk about. Those of you who miss out because there wasn't a fight to slay this to, you have missed out. Looks like many things you probably miss out on in life. But that's neither here nor there. First, Bob Riley will sing us in, as he has every week since 2007. The record is called Stigmata. The band is called Stigmata. The record is called Calling of the Just. The song, intro, all of nothing. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you to death in a nightclub. Get your car with a hammer and thankfully run your mayor, mayor pro tem mayor out of town on a rail. Listen. Listen well. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back and for always a nothing. Yeah, well, my friends. Look, let me first start off by saying it's not so much that I lie. I just say things that don't come true. If any of you, many of you, some of you happen to hear little snippets of what happened on If the Shoes Fit or stuff I might have mentioned on uh, last week's Care Don't Care, which is there's no fight, so there's no Care Don't Care for Monday afternoon for those of you who care. You might have assumed that this show would be about a one thing, but it's not. Listen. Listen, I'm all about the interest of things like justice. And if through delaying something, I might make it easier or more possible for my enemies to be brought down low. Why rush a submission? If you know what I'm saying, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay. I'll be finished soon. 
But if you have some idea, don't even mention it in the comments. Just know that you've had the ears to understand that the reason why a two, a three, a one of the show stomper is about more than less or more or less than what you expected from last week. Given what I said last week, know that there are powerful forces at work here. And I want to, in the interest of justice, aid and abet them any way I can. Anywhere there's a little guy getting pushed around by the big guy, I'll be there, back in the big guy's play. Listen, I keep using that phrase in the interest of justice. And finally, Oxbow's drummer, uh, 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 Greg Davis, said, you know, it sounds really dirty when you say it. And I don't think it means what you say you're saying. I don't think it means what you say you're saying and certainly not how you're thinking about it. I go, that's right. Good of you and perceptive of you to know that. <laughs> nobody, well, not, not nobody, Few people on the world on this planet understand what I'm talking about when I talk about the interest of justice. So with that, listen, it took me 10 years to talk to you about the other thing that I talked to you about that I said I was never going to talk about, but then finally the shoe dropped and I could talk about it. I'm not saying this will take 10 years, but I'm saying you're going to have to hold your fire. It'll be worth it when I deliver on it. That being said, commercials, pinko95014 at yahoo.com is where you PayPal the cash if you want to donate cash to the show. Patreon.com slash the stomper if you just want to set it and forget it. Eugene-Robinson-28 for PayPal uh, or Cash App, I forget which. And Venmo is Planet Oxbow. Uh, capital P, capital O, Planet Oxbow. If the or you could do the old-fashioned way with the mailing address, but I'm not going to give that out anymore because I'm trying to decommission that for my eventual move out of this country, so I don't have to be paying somebody to forward me mail from a post box in California that I've had since 1979. Commercials are done. So let me let me as elliptically as possible. Let me explain a little bit. Let me. Let, can I do it? Can I explain around it? Well, let's just talk about where I am right now with the Substack, which many of you always get before. If you subscribe to the Substack, you'll get before the show, and maybe you've had a chance to read it. And this was my second choice to write about, but that's not the point. The point is, dude used to work for me, right? And 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 I'm um, talking about Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert. Seemed like an all-around nice guy. Was always nice to me. I got no complaints has uh, uh, shuffled off, shuffled into a kerfuffle uh, of his own making, this whole thing where he's dropped by 80 newspapers and he's he's now crying cancel culture to justify, you know, to jump on the whole game uh, train of uh, I am a put upon wealthy cat. Uh, uh, listen, listen, let's go straight back to Nazi Germany. You didn't see that coming, did you? Did not see that coming. If you look at Nazi propaganda, and I say that very specifically for Shana Tova, those of you who are, 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 are in, in minutes time will be logging out to uh, High Holy Day to uh, Rosh Hashanah. Um, if you look at Nazi propaganda, there's always, and you know what I'm going to say, there's always a weird sexual element to it. 
there's always a weird sexual element to it. Now I don't go into this in the Substack, um, but I do quote, I do quote, uh, uh, I bring up Roger Waters. I bring up Eric Clapton. I bring up Elvis Costello. In the case of Eric Clapton, that sexual connection is made aggressively clear when he flips out during the live show and flips out air quotes and starts talking about coons this and coons that and wogs this and wongs that. He later claimed that what had happened is he had been dumped by a girl for a Pakistani guy. Now it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, think back to when the last time you were dumped. Now I've had people say, I I don't want to see you anymore. And you know what my response consistently for a long, probably since I was about 18, has been, okay. If a girlfriend say, hey, you know, uh, you're supposed to call me back when I hang up the phone on you. I go, am I? Why'd you hang up the phone on me? I thought that meant you didn't want to talk to me. No, you're supposed to call back. That's how it, oh, I didn't see that in my guidebook. My boyfriend guidebook. It didn't say call back. I didn't. So you hung up the phone. I got something else to do. So she never did that again. Or there's this whole, let's talk about me thing. Where not only have you, do you have to deal with being dumped, but then they give you a rundown as to how you could have improved in order to not get dumped, even though it's too late for you to do anything about that now. <laughs> okay is the best response. Okay is a great response. You know, because underlying it all is, a, is it, it doesn't even have to be a lurking suspicion. Underlying it all is very few people who can hold it down in bed or don't. I've said that before. I've gotten pushed back on that. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> really? Really? You went out with somebody for 13 months who was certifiably insane. And the only reason that you that you dumped him finally was because he tried to murder you and you stayed with him for 13 months, though you knew he was crazy after two weeks. Why? Okay, okay. well, you have a point there. He was good in bed. Yeah, okay. So undergirding, the, the, the anger undergirding somebody who's dumped is always not admitted. Listen, any guy out there right now who tells you, and this is just for the ladies who are listening. I don't imagine they're... The statistics say 12% of you are women. Ask the men in your life how many of them have laid their penises on a ruler. And it, if it's not 100% who have said they have, they're lying. They are absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt lying. Now, I don't say every man out there has had sex with a vacuum cleaner. What? Nothing. But I am saying that every man out there as soon as they become mindful of this discussion that people are having in the male community about penis size, like, hmm, I wonder. And then it's a ruler thing, tape measure, whatever. This is tedious. That's fine. Go somewhere else, Mr. Maddie. Fuck with me. (laughs) I'll kill you. (laughs) I'm a black belt. I'm taking nothing these days. I've seen you in the ring, my friend. Plus, you got to get ready for the high holy days. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know what? Listen, you know what the you know what the polls say? The polls say, hit the table, the scissors make a noise. Sorry it makes you uncomfortable. You got to wait for the point. Beat it. So what I'm saying is Scott Adams 
what's his name? Eric Clapton. There's always this weird thing, this unforced error. Like, why would you suddenly one day wake up and say, I want to be, I want to, I want to drive a, 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 you know, this is going to be, this is going to be the hill that I fucking die on. This is going to be the hill I die on. And you start to do, like the dude worked for me. When did I, when was I at Intel? I was at Intel in like 1994. So this is right as dude was hitting, you know? Right as dude was hitting. Divorced uh, maybe two or three times. I can't remember how many times he's been divorced. It's a different world to get. It's one thing to get beat dumped when you're 18, 19, 20, 21. When you start getting dumped into your 30s, it's a whole different thing that starts happening. Because people are casually sexually, people are casually sexually active when they're 18. I mean, nobody I know is getting it a lot at 18. But by the time you get to be about 30, you can't fudge the math on this. If she's leaving, she's leaving for sausage. And so all of a sudden, dude takes a left turn and he's doing stuff. Now it gets him yanked in 80 newspapers. Okay, he's still in 800, which means 800 minus 80 is 720 papers, which is a point I make in the substack. Seven hundred twenty papers. So either the dude is a cynical opportunist and trying to trade on this this bet noir of, of of the whole game types, which is I'm being canceled. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about the money thing. I've seen some guys hold it down who are broke as a joke and are still in play. So, so, um. Dude flips out. 720 papers, dying on this hill. I'm being canceled. Um, he seemed like a nice guy when he worked for me, he, but he's had a lot of physical problems. Physical problems up and around here, like like ears, eyes, something that he couldn't see. I don't, I don't even know. I, uh, he and I, when I left Intel, sexually harassed out of Intel. When I left Intel, um, um, we lost contact. There was no need. I just said, I'm leaving Intel, bro. Good luck to you. It was convivial. He was a genial guy. I liked the guy. But this thing, look, God love you. Maybe I hope that you're a true believer. I'm more afraid of true believers. I, I you know, I, God love you. I, if you're a true believer and this is the stuff that, uh, you know, uh, whatever. But this whole thing that like, the first guy who said it to me was the guy from the who had been in the Mexico City Olympics, a track and field guy. And he was saying it in uh, in the context of a long email a letter he had written me, urging me not to take steroids. And one thing he said, this has been a, a tough few decades for men. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Man, man, categorically, man, this has really been the least of my problems. I, I mean, pretty much a lot of good stuff has happened to me as a result of being a man. So I didn't, you know, I, don't, I mean, I'm not as enthusiastic about being a man as female to male, male transsexuals, they seem pretty ecstatic about being men. Imagine living your whole life with the chemical makeup of a woman and they start giving you a heavy deuce, a dose of sustenon or testinanthate or propionate. Can you imagine never having significant test, amounts of testosterone, testosterone in your system and suddenly you're getting one or two cc's a week? 
whoo, it'd be like getting shot out of a fucking rocket. The level of enthusiasm that, that enthusiasm that 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 female to male transsexual seem to events to me is shocking. I wish I could have a moment of my life. And a friend of mine explained to me best. He goes, "That's easy." Because they, they've got the best of both worlds. I go, what, what, what do you mean, the best of both worlds? It's like, they're a man. Um, so they're no longer suffering the vicissitudes of, of, of womanhood. You know, cat calls in the street. But but at the same time, most of the time, they're diminutive men. So nobody's trying to kick their asses on the street. They just don't come to it with that kind of energy. I mean, what the fuck you looking at? They're like... Oh, he's looking at me. Oh, he's not looking at me because I'm a hot chick. Oh, he's looking at me because I'm a, oh yeah, I'm a man now. Okay. And then they're on you. It's just a different vibe. And this comes from somebody who's who's a parent to a, a transgender individual. He was like watching them navigate their way through the world. Yeah, you could still get you could still get your your ass kicked if you're transgender. But it's usually if you're a male going to female, and then there's like you with the homosexual panic and another story entirely. So, but this whole, this, so you see where I'm going, Nazi propaganda, all this, this way. so he's now, oh man, 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 we're beleaguered, we're beleaguered. Hey man, somebody didn't like your sausage. It's simple. Just take it on down the fucking road. We all have our crosses to bear. Bear it, get on with stuff. Come on, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Instead, you got to imperil a multi-million dollar operation. Keep in mind, these are all unforced errors. And not only just unforced errors, these guys are, are earning centers. Roger Waters, earning center. How many people put college put their kids through college on the, on the backs of what Roger Waters has paid them to make Roger Waters possible or Pink Floyd possible? Same with Clapton. Same with any of these cats. But your pee-pee gets hurt, and then suddenly you got to flip out. You know, this. listen, there's one thing I know, that everybody within the sound of my voice right now, everybody listening, and even those who are not listening, is with a 100% degree of certainty, we will all die. So every minute you spent maundering over, you don't have the time. You're fucking around. You don't have the time. You do not have the time. Do you know, you watch Sammy the Bull Gravano, his Instagram page. He talks about Roy DeMeo. Roy DeMeo specifically, uh, yeah, they say they're going to take our consciousness and put it in. If you have a choice to have your consciousness trapped in a machine that could be a lawnmower and your consciousness in the soup of consciousness from whence it came, what would you choose? There's a reason why they call that space heaven. You're trapped in a machine. Okay. Okay. So, uh, 100%, degree of certainty, we're all going to die. But this perception of time is really what's fucking you up. You know, anytime somebody starts to be, Eugene, you know, I feel, I think that I feel, I just stop listening. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't help you. If you, under, if you understand... It's like watching the old days when you had a turntable when I was a kid and I would fuck with the speed of it. You know, you put it on, you put it on 78, 45, 40, it's spinning really fast. This is how things, this is the clock in my head now. It's really fast. 
I don't have time. I don't. It's like the John Candy thing where he's Johnny LaRue and the guy's trying to tell him a joke and keeps Earl Cannonbear uh, 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 is trying to tell him a joke and keeps screwing it up. And Johnny LaRue is like, yeah, 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 yeah you're not funny and flips out and, and leaves. 98% of my interactions are that way where I'm nodding, but you're not getting to the point. <laughs> I wonder what that feels like, audience. <laughs> Except this is the point of it. The point of it is we don't have any time. I'm moving from topic to topic. It doesn't seem like it, but I'm spiraling up into a topic, right? And so there's something that Bismarck once said, and I think it was Bismarck. I can't remember quite. It was a politician who said, you should believe nothing until the official denials start rolling in, right? If you were to ever put it to any of these guys, hey, do you think, listen, Prince died from fentanyl. Prince was taking fentanyl because he had back problems. Kevin Smith, the director, who was working on a bunch of Prince's films with him, he's got this bank of recorded everything, at one point just sitting around shooting the shit, said to Prince, do you think your back problems have come from the fact that you've been wearing high heels for the past 30 years. I mean, he didn't say it like I just said. He said it in a gentle way. And Prince is at, was like, what are you talking about? What, you don't know you've been wearing high heels since 1977? The fuck are you thinking? He looked at him to see, again, cynical opportunist, true believer. Are you playing me? Or you really believe? Prince was clear as an unmuddied lake. Didn't make any connection at all. Back pain, high heels, what are you talking about? I'm sure Kevin Smith stopped at that point. I probably would have stopped too because I'm afraid that the next step I take is to the guy saying to me, like the kid said to me with the shirt full of rocks and the broke standing in front of the broken windows, something I've talked about before. Because what what rocks? What window? That prince goes, what high heel shoes? And then what do you do with that? What do you do with that? You don't have this time. You don't have this time to fuck around. You got to get on with this. You look, you look, like I said, I've been dumped too. I've been dumped too. I've been dumped too. It's a drag. It's a drag. You know, I, I built a whole oxbow, whole career on, on unspecified disaster of being dumped. I'm editing in my head as I speak. If you want to know who it was who dumped me, it's easy. Go to Google, type in, uh, type in uh, Ozzy, O-Z-Y, and my PhD in crack, and that is a person who dumped me. There you go, a little oxbow lore for those few listeners of the show. But there's one thing I'm certain of, and that's that we're all going to die. So listen, don't spend your time on trifles and baubles. This is pointless. Yeah, you know, I've been, people dumped me. I've been sad about that before. It's like, there's nothing. If there was something I could have done about it, I would have done it and I couldn't. So I did it. And then here I am. Presuming this is something I continue to need in my life. I got to move on. I got to, you know, look, I'm no catch anyway. And a vowed sex addict, who knows what I might do. But I'm trying to use my time well. And that rules out a lot of stupid shit. There's a woman. And then I'll move on. I'm sorry. This story has given me nightmares. Nightmares. A guy 
a guy calls an Uber. He says, kisses his wife, his children goodbye, climbs in the Uber, Uber drives. The guy says to the Uber driver, say, hey, I got one stop to make. Could you go to this address, please? Driver says, fine. They go to this address. At the other address is a woman on the curb with a set of luggage. She puts her luggage in the car. She gets in the car. They are driving clearly, based on the thing, to an airport. Right away, she starts in on him. You're late. Bah-bah. When are you going to leave your wife? The guy is like, look, I got a lot of things to put in place before I do that. I'm working on it. Can we not talk about this now? And she's like, yeah, well, I'm just kind of wondering if you're going to. The driver hears this. Driving along. The driver is the one who's retelling the story. It made it to Newsweek. So the driver, they're talking in the back, not paying attention. The driver, looking at the app, the Uber app, drives back to the guy's house, tells him, get the fuck out of my my car. The guy's wife and kid, the kids are still playing on the lawn. (laughs) The wife is still there. Just get out. She gets out, throws her, throws her luggage on the sidewalk. He's like, I don't, I don't drive cheaters. Good luck to you. Gets in, get, gets in her car, drives away as quickly as she can, begins posting this on Reddit. Now, you know, the Reddit community in large, it was met with great amounts of support. Great amounts of support. People were cheering on, and I was like, and they were like, calls it all Uber drive students. You know, this is if cat yellow cabs are smart, this is a brand differentiator. Because I can wave down a cab, that cab driver knows nothing about me except where I was standing when I got in the cab. I could say, hey, you know, the cab will never find us here. I'm gonna walk down the street a bit. The guy overhears the same conversation in the cab. He doesn't give a fuck. If the driver had been a man, he probably wouldn't have given a fuck. It's not my business. I, I, you just Im- imagine what a friend of mine wrote this thing called Fre- uh, 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 It was a take on uh, Friendster, whereas the algorithm was designed to increase your connections to the algorithm. And one of the clear-cut ways to increase your connections to the algorithm were to weaken your connections to everybody else. So it started sending, it started sending your text to other. To, it just started doing set cross reference, sending your text just really nilly out to weaken your connections, your social connections, and thereby strengthening them to the core. All right. I mean, I'm generally a good guy, but. Let's just look at a text I've sent to a friend of mine and see if it would be appropriate to send to my mother. I just I'm gonna pick I'll pick one at random here. Let's just pick one at random. Uh um <laughs> uh, okay, uh hold on. Uh okay. A friend of mine sent me a picture. I mean, the whole story is unsavory. I should, he sent me a picture 
of a prostitute that he had had sex with. I said, how much? He said, $360. I write back, I wouldn't take $360 to have sex with her. I'm not sending it to my mom. It wasn't that bad. He said, I paid $360 to have sex with her. I look at the woman, I go, Ooh, I wouldn't pay. She would, if she gave me $360, I wouldn't have sex with her. It's just it's a common setup. It's a joke. It's something that... Listen, if, you are, if you're paying attention and you're not arguing with the side piece in the back and you see just like a kidnapping, you see that, they, that you're, this is not the road to the airport at all, you need to lean forward and say, if we end up back at my house, everything that you love or care about will be burned to the ground. It's like a priest or a, or a doctor or a lawyer, client privilege. There's some things that are safe. You don't know what's going on in that house. She could have had sex with 21 of his friends. This could be the guys that these, I just got to get my sense of self back together. You know, I need to. And how many relationships have infidelity as part of it? And they say, if it's undiscovered, the relationship continues on unburdened. People bounce back. If it's discovered, even the, the percentage chances of them continuing on as a su- successful couple are pretty high. Well, you're suddenly injecting yourself because you saw some shit on TV. It's giving me nightmares, I tell you. Because you understand no matter where you go, there you are. That guy knew this the second he got in the cab and the new side piece is like complaining to him about the old side. He's he's I get rid of this one. I got this one. I got the same problem. It's like the Israeli cab driver that I talked to who just said, I'm tired of ducking and dodging and introduced his wife to his girlfriend. And now they all three live together. And then I say, and he goes, and what do you mean? I go, it's me. You're talking to cabby. Stop it. The wife and the girlfriend have become a girlfriend. Don't tell me there's not one on the outside. You gotta have one on the outside, right? He's like, well, yeah. This dude was 77 fucking years old. Plenty of time to learn his lessons. He goes, but I can't afford to get the third one in. I can't, I can't, they'll they'll, they'll kill me. They'll they'll kill me. So, (laughs) you know, some point, at some point, as much as I long for somebody who gets popped to stand at a podium and go, so you got me. So what? As much as I long for somebody to do it, Trump is the only one, sadly, who's come close to being that type of guy. I want somebody to stand to lectern and do that. As much as I hope for that, I hope for I hope to see a side piece who embraces side piecehood. Like uh, what the fuck was there in the movie Eva? The the uh, Jean Moreau, the actress, and she has a great line. She is wonderfully wicked in that movie, and she tells this guy who's having she's having the affair with this married guy. She tells him, and he doesn't hear the warning in it. He she goes, "Don't fall in love with me." <laughs> and what she's saying is, love has nothing to do with why I'm with you. And of course, in a nice inversion, the guy falls in love with her, and it's a it's a great. I'm not gonna. Spoiler alert, you should see the movie. It's a great fucking movie. Oh, she's so good. She is so good. Did you find a side piece who's like, I don't want, I don't want to have to deal with your fucking socks and your underwear and you farting in bed at night. Let somebody else keep that. Somebody to embrace. So that there's a guy at the lectern. These are like the 10 things that I would like. The guy at the lectern who goes, So you got me. And the side piece who goes, Fuck you. You know, he's got, I'll marry you, babe. Fuck your marriage. 
Yeah, no, a woman that's like Charlie Sheen. I don't pay for you to come over. I pay for you to leave. I like my solitude. Go on, bring the penis when I need it, and then take it on away. But it, it's all undergirded by the fact that we have, are finite. So that suddenly when the bald one is proclaiming, as he's proclaimed this entire, oh, I did one of these body, these, these, I can do that shit online for free. The, 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 the longevity test. I have done it. It's told me that I'm going to die at 92, which is optimistic given how I choose to live my life. 92. They also said, uh, uh, 60 is the new 40. So that means at 80, I'm going to start feeling 60. I thought I feel it right now, my friends. You know, they don't talk about the perils of getting a black belt. Perils of getting a black belt are everybody's trying to murder you for numbers of different reasons. One is you don't deserve that. The fuck you deserve that? I'll make some bones on you right now. I can take you. Get the fuck out of here with that. Or I've been a blue belt for so long, I can make my bones on this guy. Or I just feel like killing him. No, 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 <laughs> no, I'm not, hey, listen, <laughs> now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, Sleep <laughs> stay, don't get me in fucking trouble here, I'm not talking about that, <laughs> whoa, 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 I'm talking theoretical, I don't have the time for it, that's how I deal with my thing, I, you know, because I'm dealing with a clock that doesn't run backwards, I got the shows, I got this, I got that, I'm not, this is not an issue for me. I mean, the thing is, what you got to understand is the way I've tied into it. This was, you know, a way a guy might say, oh, man, I got to do a line of blow. This is what's for me the way, you know. But it is possible for people to be clean and sober, if you know what I mean. So the, it, so the bald one is like, I'm going to I'm doing these longevity tests. It says I'm going to live 10.4 more years. The fuck out of here. And then you read a little bit more. And this is over a series of days. You read the second tranche of articles, and it's like, if I don't change my diet. The third series of articles is like, so I've chosen to change my diet. <laughs> this is this is a now, yeah, the press is doing some of this. The press is doing some of this. They're choosing to write about it. And I'm talking about the press at large. We weren't reading this in NPR or CNN. We're reading it in the MMA press. So we can all do a collective. Oh, backed with, keep in mind, you got to look at this stuff in its totality. I'm paying attention. Backed with, Hojogain saying, hey, only reason I'm here, it's written into my clause. It's because of that man. <laughs> this man has given so much to the sport. I, hold Joe Gain, would not be able to continue without this man. Pfeiffer, standing in the cage. This, you know, what, you know what kind of guy this guy is? In all seriousness, as a comic, this is a guy who's given me an apartment for months. At what point did they realize that he had reached critical mass with bad news and they had to launch a charm offensive? 
At what point was it the Brazilian hooker? Was it the thousand about fourteen hundred dollars to the to the waitress? Was it the two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the Nelk boys? At what point did they go? Oh man, the optics on you were shitty. Was it the documentary with Stitch, Well Loved Stitch, who you realize suddenly Dark Star style? Hey, where's he been? That's right, he got fired. Burt got fired. Ah, John McCarthy got. These were guys, well loved guys. Mike Goldberg, and dude is still around. Cardio kickboxing instructor, bald head, still around. But oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. So will we all, Baldy. Baldy locks. So will we all. In fact, the sooner you go, the better the sport's going to be. Maybe. I'll give you that. Maybe it'll be better. We don't know. Vladimir Putin, Xi, is supposed to be in China. It's supposed to be under some weird house arrest. You know, is it going to be a better China without her? I don't know. Is it going to be a better Russia without Putin? I don't know. We'd like to think so. Because we'd like to think that things trend toward, you know, a general a general state of coherence outside of the fact that everything around us, including science, says entropy is real. We're moving to greater states of disorder, not greater states of order. So, so this charm offensive has been relenting. If you, like I tell you, I buy a red car. You Get out of the show. You go out into the street. You see a red car. The first thought is, this is like the shrimp plate speech from Repo Man. You go out and go, hey, Eugene was just talking about red cars. And then you get in the freeway. You're like, all of a sudden, red cars. Because you probably clocked 22 red cars by the time you get home just because I started talking about red cars. That's 22 times that story happened in your head unbidden. I paid for one. He's putting people in apartments. People are getting in the cage, singing his praises. He just signed a 17-year-old. You know, I got guys who are pretty well, pretty bright guys, pretty fucking bright guys in my academy who come in and were ecstatic about this 17-year-old signing. So, hey, man, let me tell you something. You know, my first job out of college, you know how much they paid me? $90 a week quit that fucking job because I couldn't make enough money. The second job out of college, you know how much they paid me? $18,000 a year. Let's get out the calculator. Let's get out the calculator and do some math. Okay. So how many weeks are there? Oops, sorry. Here we go. How many weeks are there in a year? What? What? 52, right? Let's just say 365 days, uh, 365 divided by seven equals 52 weeks in a year, like I said. So 52 weeks, I was getting 90, to, uh, 52 times 90 is 4,680. So if I'm getting paid $18,000 a year, uh, um, let's see. So $18,000 a year uh, divided by uh, 4,668. Okay. So that's almost like a, a three-time salary increase. I feel like I'm rolling in this shit. Because by the time I'm 21, 22, I'm getting paid $18,000 a year. I feel like I'm the shit. <laughs> okay. You know, maybe you got a 17-year-old, you know, Bill Gates started Microsoft. Okay, maybe you got a 17-year-old who's relatively astute. Do you have an agent at 17? I actually did. 
because I was trying to do acting and shit like that. I had a shitty agent. But most people who were trained in fighting didn't have age. The guy who I knew who was most serious about martial arts was a boxer named Alan. And Alan had a sponsor. That was a guy at the boxing gym who let him train there for free because he thought the kid had some promise at the age of 14. Don't, don't spin this as a phenom. You know, you know how I know? Because if they were going to spin it as a phenom, it would have been spun the same way a lot of these things are initially spun. I bet you saw videos of, of Yo Romero elbowing the fuck out of Manhoff before you heard about it. This kid's videos would have preceded him if that was a real story. The signing is a story. You can job a 17-year-old all day. And like that kid who fought last week who lost to D-Rod, you know, a uh, uh, song. Uh, he's been fighting since he's 15, 16. He's 25. He's got how many fights? Are, how much longer can he go on? You can do whatever you want with that guy. It's like the it's like sports line from uh, a taxi driver. Called you a piece of chicken, man. He said, at least I don't go screw and fuck with killers and junkies. Guess what? 17-year-old fighter, you screw and fuck with killers and junkies. Oh, his parents. His parents. What? What about the parents who the priest shows up at the door, said they're having a sleepover with a bunch of other altar boys, shows up drunk at the house eight o'clock at night. The son is hiding in the back closet. They say, you get your bag and you go with Father Father Kennedy. They don't even go back to the rectory. There's not, not even a pretense. They go straight to the priest's house. Boom, rapes this kid again. Parents. What about the parents who dropped their daughter off at Rowan Polanski's house? Oh, famous director's going to take photographs of her. Hey, you need to relax a bit. Take this. Anally raped. That's great. Parents. You know, when I went on Jenny Jones, they said, we're going to pick you up from the airport. And they picked me up in some shitty limo. And I could tell it was designed to impress. Cheese ball. Fucking cheese ball from top to bottom. But I got the eyes to see that. At 17, I would have the eyes to see that I got jobbed. And I still got jobbed. $18,000 a year for all the work I did for those guys. So is the, I'm dead in 10.4 years. Is that, is that, is that setting the pick? For the 17-year-old signing, or is all of it designed to set the pick for um, you know, man, I you know, I'm sorry I gave the Nelk boys $250,000. I don't know what kid fuck you, I could do whatever I want. Hey, fuck you. You could do whatever you want with your money. That's the point. And what you did is to choose to give it to these jerk-offs instead of guys who are suffering brain damage for you. You know what? They're crisis points. Now, now the Baldwin's wife, she's going nowhere. She could go anywhere. But there's a whole set of problems with being the Baldwin's ex-wife. One, you're going to have to fight for every nickel that you yank out of the guy. Right? Two, 
What's your dating life going to be post facto? Come on. You don't think schemers, you know, the, the best schemers on the planet right now, you know where they are? Right, let me tell you where the best schemers on the planet right now. The best schemers on the planet right now are trying to find their way to Giselle Budgen. If you're talking about male Lotharios, that's the money move. Brady can't win this one, nor is he interested in doing so. If he makes it through the whole season and is going well and they're winning, it makes her feel like a shithead. Bad luck. If they go through the season and they're losing, it makes her feel like a shithead. Bad luck. If he goes through the season and he get, gets injured and can't play, bad, then there's no way. There's no way out of this one. If I were him, it's like the guy who, uh, you know what, Johnny Utah, pull a ripcord and just go. The kid's 15 fucking years old, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JB. Ah, that's right. <laughs> seriously, seriously. And I'm sure Shao would welcome the attempt to level some karma. So, uh, you know, what, whatever. If, if, you're, if you are a high-class Lothario, a gentleman of leisure, that's where, you, that's where you're going right now. And, you know, in the, in the game of degrees of separation, if you think hard enough, and some of you should, probably shouldn't be thinking hard enough, how many degrees of separation there between me and Giselle? I wonder if I could do a phone call. Maybe now is the time to do the interview. Well, you can't. You can't. This is not the time. Because she's angry with with every guy, especially a guy who looks like he might like football. <laughs> because those guys are not there for her. Those guys are there because she's Mrs. Tom Brady. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's zero degree. <laughs> that's if the dude could smell you on his bed sheets, that's pretty much zero degree. He might not know he knows you, but he knows you. Yeah, that's awkward math. So, um, so um, I, I got to say that the bald ones charm offensive, like any other charm offensive, is disconcerting. It is disconcerting. Harbingers of it's like harbingers. Uh, it, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it either means that something worse is coming and he knows something worse is coming and he's trying to soften the fall. Or it means that um, something worse has happened and it's coming to or it means that he's about to make some moves like the last five minutes of the Godfather. And like to everybody, you know, to other crews, we gave a warning to everybody else. Watch out. Or it means he knows something about the Ali act, or it means he's supposed, he may be making, you know, finding common cause with somebody, somebody else. If you don't believe he was paying attention to his ADCC thing, you're wrong. That was lots of money, and that was craziness and had the same kind of dramatic brio of everything. The matches were longer. People were – if you were into that, 
I didn't see not a. I know guys who haven't watched the UFC in years. Were all about getting on flow grappling. All about it. These are all jujitsu heads, and not all those jujitsu heads even do jujitsu. But we're completely like talking to me about. Oh, did you see the reverse de la Hiva? I make fun. There's a guy at my school who's teaching some guy a reverse de la Hiva. And I go, hey, what is that thing they call it? Well, one blind guy is like is like leading another blind guy. What is that they call it? He goes, oh, maybe you could come out here, uh, Black Belt, and, and show us uh, uh, the reverse de la Hiva. I go, just a second. Hey, Sorrell, Sorrell, could you tell me what a reverse de la Hiva is? Sorrell goes, I don't fucking know. I go back to the wise guy on the mat. I go, there you go. <laughs> Fuck your day, reverse de la Hiva. You've been watching too much TikTok, or in this case, ADCC. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, dude's gonna be dead. Um, what I, I think the the purpose of saying something like that is the purpose of saying something like that is to create the. It's like when Putin let Medvedev. Be president for that term. So it's like, hey, you guys have free choice. Look, you got a new president. All right. I've been out of office at my Dhaka in the country. Eh, I'm not making any jokes about dude. You know, another guy died over there, another opponent. How'd he die? Ah, he fell down a flight of stairs. You mean he didn't fall from a window? That doesn't happen. Or what about the guy who was stabbed eight times? It was a suicide. (laughs) Some fuck with Putin, man. Fuck that. Whatever. So this idea that the bald one is, yeah. Okay. You know what? If Bob Arum hasn't gone anywhere, and Don King has a gun. Don King is not doing fights anymore, but you never heard a retirement announcement from Don King, did you? I tried to go into business with Don King when I was editor-in-chief of Code Magazine. I can't even fucking tell you, bro. I can't even tell you. You know what it's like? It's like if I were to go to the World Series of Poker and go, fucking deal them up, boys. I'm taking your money today. That's what it was like. Like, I know I'm going to lose. But... I can feel it in my bones, but the manner and the magnitude of the loss, I I can't even begin to measure it. It's not just what's on the table. It's my soul. We, we, the, the deal with Don King eventually was scuttled. It was hung up over what? The profit share on the t-shirts that we sold as a result of the goodie bags that would be at the fucking event. <laughs> I mean, do you do you realize this is a multi-million dollar event and it was scuttled because of the profit share of the t-shirts that were printed that was go- that were going into the goodie bags. And this is after months of fighting on the, with the language that, of the things that would be on the uh, talking about the goodie bags on the shirts that went into the goodie bags. You know, there's a certain point at which I'm just hand waving. 
who's a fuck? Just put the fucking things in the back. I don't, what are we talking about? We're just talking about a percentage. <laughs> That's Mr. Sitting here in his dirty underwear. That's not Mr. Gold Toilet, Don King, friend of Donald Trump. <laughs> There's no, no pound wise penny foolish. It's penny wise, penny foolish. No, it's penny wise, pound wise. These guys don't fucking play around. Bob Arum is not retired. The guy can, can't get to the toilet in time. Still. And they, and they look at somebody like Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar De La Hoya, who should know a few things about a few things. And he's a joke. I guarantee you. I guarantee you the bald one will be. into. Look, a friend of mine. And then I'll move on to something else. He got a job. Uh, he was the West Coast Bureau Chief for TV Guide. He was responsible for 12 pages of content a week. Outside of that, it was all automated. The TV listings, if you remember the old TV Guide, they just came, it was a company generated them, they put it in. They just had, so he would fill the issue up with the editor's letter, one interview, and one commentary. 12 pages a week. It's insignificant. The guy who had the job before him, they had to drag kicking and screaming from the job naturally. Expense account in L.A., nice house. The guy did not want to leave. My friend, who was married and had a kid, moved to L.A. from Berkeley. A nice house up in Berkeley they chose to rent out. The wife and the kid lasted six months. They said, we fucking hate L.A. The daughter is like, I hate the school here. We hate it. We're going back. He's like, see ya. <laughs> so we getting divorced. No, 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 no. I'm just going to commute. <laughs> oh, so you'll be here on the weekends. I'm more like once a month. <laughs> I got to hang out with Susan Lucci and, 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 and Gavin McLeod. Dude's dead now. Good friend of mine, Vince Cosgrove. Took the photograph that's on the substack of me and Intel. We worked together at Intel. He did that job as long as he could. Fundamentally, he had gotten ill. And that's why he left the job. And the illness is, is, is in what ended up killing him. That is the bald one. <laughs> you will get the oofsie from him when you pry it from his cold, dead fingers. Because let me tell you, there is a lock-in clause. I When they sell something that for that much money to, uh, to Endeavor, I guarantee you there was a lock-in clause. They were not, not were just purchasing the operation. They were purchasing the, the operators who operate the operation. Those operators who operate the operation usually have a five-year lock-in so that there's not like, good luck, you bought it, see you later. Hey, man, when I, when I leased my Subaru, they sent the guy out to teach me how to use the car. I've never owned a new car before in my life. And the guys, yeah, they give you a book, but the guy's like, no, 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 no. We're going to walk you through it. I had to get a tutorial on how to use a car. And even as it was after that, I just drove it. Or half the stuff the guy told me, I didn't, I couldn't remember. So if you imagine something with as many moving parts as the UFSI, he's got to be built in five years. How long has Endeavor owned the UFSI? And this is not, this is not servitude. You're not locked into this. It's something you agree to do as a favor. You might have to pay a fine on the way out, but you agree to do it in general. He could have stayed six months, boom, gone. 
eight months gone. Listen, the Fertitas have a gambling business. That's a deal, right? They've gone way beyond casinos and riverboats to other stuff, hotels. They're out. They're doing whatever they do. But they're out doing what they did or whatever they do. The Baldwin's present with a completely different set of circumstances. And they've chosen to go deal with who they've, who they've dealt with. He is now dealing with cats like Ari Emanuel. Look, Frederico Lapenda, who owes me $95 from 1999. He was a Dana, he was a bald one for WVC World Valley Tudo Championship, the only real no holds barred organization in the world. I just found him on the cover of a Brazilian magazine. He's now become a film producer. Say, Pivoted quite quickly from producing sports events with the Red Devil Sports Club in St. Petersburg in Russia, you know, Vladimir Putin showing up and, and uh, uh, you know, Fedor sitting there cage side hiring me to do color commentary. Owes me $95 from that. Hasn't paid. Just pivoted to film. It's one thing to have sex with Ronda, Honda Housey. It's another thing to have sex with Scarlett Johansson. Even though in the end, I imagine sex is just sex and there's no big deal. But I'm telling you, what makes a man start fires, to quote the Minutemen? What makes the bald one get out of bed in the morning? It's not robbing 17-year-olds. It's the next step. And if you think he's going to go away, explain to me why Don King was quibbling to with me over a, 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 a multiple penny percentage on T-shirts. This was in 1999. How old was Don King in 1999? Still had a killer instinct over nickels. The bald one's not going away. This charm offensive, if you have for even a minute been soothed by it, do not be so. Do not. That's a good way to find your head stove in. I thought we were friends. We are. This is a mercy killing. Yeah, exactly. Because he likes it. Fuck. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, on the one hand, the guy is like, there's a boon and the bane of the bald one. Cats are like that. They're like that. You know, they're like that. <laughs> you think there's stupid people in Russia? There's just stupid, stupid people in China? You think there's stupid people in America? Not everybody who lines up behind people who are not great are stupid. And the weird thing is, not all of them are cynical opportunists either. That's the frightening thing. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, this is V, uh, a two, uh, a three, a one of the Eugene S. Robson Show Stomper. Once again, some of you have taken me up on my offer. I will repeat it. Only for those of you who made it to the end of the show, I didn't even tip at the beginning of the show. October 6th, it's a Thursday. If you are in New York City, we're having an event on Metropolitan Avenue in Williamsburg. I'm not going to tell you any more than that. Email me, DM me if you want to go. It's a lit. I, I will put you on the list. If they give you a hard time at the door at all, you text me. 
I'll come out and throw a shit fit. It's going to be me interviewing Pilar Newton Katz, one of the animators off of Daria, Lana Dawes, uh, uh, heavy metal. Uh, 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 she's written a, a book on heavy metal. She's a professor. I forget where she's a professor. Sophia Chang, who signed the Wu-Tang Clan and RZA, old dirty bastard, and Lydia Lunch. Seven to ten, free pizza, free drinks, in, out, nobody gets hurt. My mother will be there. So it's a clean party. Not working blue that, well, maybe. But I'm, you know what I'm saying. DM me. Some of you have already. I'm not blasting this out. I'm not putting this out there. I don't want, this is not a free for all. I, this is a special, and mostly because if if I get more than uh, 125 people in-house, they start, I guess, stop paying more. They want to pay more. Wong Duty doesn't want to pay more. <laughs> but I want people who I like to show up. And if you if you made it through the hour of this show and you, you deserve to show up, you might be interested in seeing me actually interview somebody live. Or at least get drunk while I do so. Nobody who's in a position to stop me from drinking watches the show this long. So it's okay. Anyway, on Monday, there is no care, don't care. Tuesday, there's if the shoes fit with the, the uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain Nate with it. This is this thing with new metal. I don't know what he's talking about. I just letting this do his thing because it's better to burn out than to fade away, I guess. So that's Tuesday night. There are fights next week. I've already made my picks. 14 fights on the card. Care about five. Next week. Next week that's happening. Sunday. Um, I'm hoping that the thing that I talked about, the thing at the beginning of that thing where I was talking about the thing that I mentioned before when I was talking about that other thing, I'm hoping with every week that passes, I'm hoping I can go live with that thing. I do have my Wong Duty things done. I have to lay them out. Should be out by Wednesday. I knew the live five. One of them is really great. One I'm working on still. Can't I will not tip it because one of you who, who listens to the show, I know you have your own publication and you scooped me last time with the Vernon Reed thing. So I'm I'm mum's a word. But that should be out Wednesday. Other than that, I got nothing else. Thanks for listening. Uh, what email should you use? Uh, uh, not on Twitter. Um, yeah, how about this? I'll give you one. I don't mind if you if you have this one. Uh, this is my non-garbage one. There you go. So anyway, the kid's still sleeping, so I'll just end it as I have, as I do, with... Look what you made me do!